I was saying, I first and foremost do want to thank you, you, your mothers in this place and let you know, as I said, you are truly valuable in the eyes of God and in the, I mean, the eyes of so many people inside of this world. You know, we can never fully understand what a mother goes through from a man's perspective or even from a child's perspective. But they are a great blessing to life. And so this morning, I, as I was saying, I do understand that it is Mother's Day. But I do believe God has a message that he is going to use to speak to each and every one of us inside of this place. And so if you're in this place and you're not a mother or you, you're a man, I, I, listen, still open your ears until what God wants to say to us this morning. And as a mother, I know that, you know, all your love, your pain, your sacrifice, listen, it is not in vain, though sometimes it may feel like it. Understand, God keeps good records that no matter what you're going through, he is the one that is, that is watching and he is going to take care of his daughter. Praise God. John chapter 16, 21 to 22. It reads, a woman, when she is in labor, has sorrows, but because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been brought into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. Amen. Let, let us pray this morning. Father, we come by the blood of Jesus Christ and we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. We thank you for the mothers, Lord, in which you have blessed. We're asking right now that you will cover this service. I decrease, Lord God, and I'm praying that your spirit might increase inside of this place, that you might speak to your people and help them along their path. Help them, God, to know who you are. And I pray that your spirit will, Lord, take control even right now as I speak. I lay my life down according to you, Jesus, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The first thing I want to look at this morning out of our text, John chapter 16, I want to look at the hour. Years ago, a young mother was, was making her way across the hills of South Wales, carrying her tiny baby in her arms. When she was overtaken by a blinding blizzard, she never reached her destination. And when the blizzard had subsided, her body was found by searchers beneath a mound of snow. But they discovered that before her death, she had taken off all her outer clothing and wrapped it around her baby. When they unwrapped the child, to their great surprise and joy, they found he was alive and well. She had mound her body over him and given her life for this child, proving the depths of her mother's love. Years later, that child, David Lord George, gr grown to manhood, he became prime minister of Great Britain. And without a doubt, one of England's greatest statesmen, 
This is something that only God can place inside of these women. That will cause them to go to the great extent of, of caring for these children. This woman, through, through that, even though there was a blizzard, even though her body ached and she was suffering, she, she made a sacrifice to, to cover her child that this child might live. This is something that only God can put inside of them. In our text, Jesus is explaining and he is talking to some of his followers. He is telling them about sorrows. I know in this place, many of us may be familiar with this term sorrows. He uses an illustration of a mother who gives birth. In John chapter 16, verses 21, it says, A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. For a period of 40 weeks, there is a child that is being developed inside of the womb. But in this 40 weeks, there are many times where the mother is uncomfortable. Many mothers in here can say amen. There are times of sharp and shooting pains. It is said that, that these pains can be so, so painful that it could stop you in your tracks. There are also the, the morning sickness where they're waking up all nauseated and, and feeling sick. There are the headaches, the uncontrollable emotions. And right here, the men would say amen. Where the, the woman is, can be all over the place at times with these emotions. Sometimes they may have the numbness where the baby is inside of the wound and he may lay down on side of the nerve or, or, or may do something and bring a tingling into their body. There are the back aches. There are so many different things that these mothers go through as they're carrying these children. Inside of the womb, this child is costing more than some women think they can handle. Just the mental aspect itself has caused many mothers to break down. Thinking they could never be good enough to take care of this child. Some may consider abortion or may even have gotten abortions because of this. I am painting a picture of the sorrow in which Jesus was speaking about. A mother goes into labor and now all this pain that she is feeling inside of her body is intensified. She's there in labor on side of this bed. Today, labor is much different than it was during the time when Jesus was on the earth. Today they have what is known as an epidural where they stick the needle inside of the mother and they, they're able to, to hit this button and they're able to get a little bit of medicine in their body to take away some of the pain. But during the time when Jesus was on the earth, they didn't have an epidural. These women had to take on this pain Full, the fullness of it. They couldn't press a button to numb. Everything that their body had to, they had to feel the fullness of this. I've been in labor watching my wife as she was giving birth to our kids. 
And she was there and she was in all this pain. And I'm standing there on the other side of the room and I'm sweating and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to pass out. As I'm looking at her, I feel like I'm the one in labor. Listen, labor ain't no joke. There is real pain and suffering that takes place. In the text, it says a woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. Listen, as I said, Jesus is speaking to a crowd of his followers. Not everyone in that crowd was a mother, but they would understand this. Letting them know that there is an hour, an hour where suffering will abound. Listen to me this morning. God is going to help us. There is a time where there may be pain in our lives that is so intense, we don't know what to do. A time where no, how, no matter how much you cry, the pain is still there. Have you found yourself in this place where you're pushing and you're doing all you can, but you still feel the pain? You still feel the sorrow that is resting on you? A mother takes this task of having to push this baby forward and this life is depending on her. This gives us the understanding of having to stand and bear this alone. No one can do this for you. I saw that pain and suffering in my wife's eyes as she was there inside of the hospital. As she was get, trying to get this baby outside of her, she's there, she's screaming, and she's pushing, and she's doing all she can to get this child out. And I'm standing there, and much as I want to help, there is nothing that I can do. She is the one that has to bear this. That hour was one she had to face alone. Listen, church. Life has a way of bringing us to these places where we have to face the trial alone. And in those times, it is possible to feel so alone as you're feeling this weight rest upon your shoulder. You feel like you're isolated and no one else is there to carry you through this. Help me. Many times we want to cry out. We can feel this pain resting inside of our mind as the battle begin to rage. Consider Jesus as he was approaching his time to go to the cross. There was no one who could help him during this time. We're talking about Jesus. In John chapter 12 verses 27, Jesus speaks these words. He said, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Maybe this morning, this is you. You're sitting in this place, and if you would be honest, you found yourself in a place of pain. You've been pushing. You've been doing all that you physically can to try and get through whatever it is that you got going on. Like a mother in labor, you're pushing with all your might, but all you feel is weight resting on your shoulder. Not knowing where to turn, 
Not knowing how you're going to get through this. But listen, God knows. Life has brought you to a place of sorrow and suffering. As I mentioned before, the mental stress alone causes women to abort, to get rid of the child. In the ideal of life, here many people are aborting their own lives. Suicide is gripping the minds of many young men and women around the world because of the sorrow in the hour. Becomes too hard to see beyond the moment. The moment of struggle that blinds them to what God is getting ready to do in the birth. I know just recently, last year, my brother, I received a phone call that, that shook me to the core as, as they told me my brother had committed suicide. There was no way that anyone knew what was going on inside of his life. Everything was resting on his shoulder and he did not know how to escape on his own. He took his life. Feeling like this was the way that I had to get out. Listen, beloved. I know that sometimes you feel isolated. I know sometimes the struggle seems so real. And instead of turning to God, people begin to turn to drugs. People begin to turn to alcohol. Many have given themselves into all these sexual desires, trying to fill this void inside of their heart, trying to make themselves feel complete. They're doing this in an attempt to remove the pain. But even after we do and we, we commit these, these various sins, the reality, when we come back to it, the, the pain is still is there. It's just like the woman as I was speaking about being in labor and she has this button where she, she has this upper durum and she can press it. And what it does, it begin to release medicine into her body to try and numb her. And this is the same thing many people are trying to do today. They're using these drugs. They're using all these different outlets, trying to numb the pain in which they're feeling inside of themselves, thinking this medication is going to help them to get through it. If I drink, if I smoke, then I can numb the pain. Trying to escape the reality. The problem is, sin only makes things worse, beloved. It will never make things better. But listen, a right heart and time will. Listen, time is a factor that many times we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait for things to get better. We want it right away. We're living in a microwave generation. And listen, I am not making light of what you're going through by any means. I do understand the weight and the struggles of life. But what I'm saying is in time, in time, God began to work things out in time. Wine, it gets better it, over time. A baby, it takes a 40-week period, and then that, ba that baby is born. It's over a period of time. The longer you're with your spouse, uh, the more time you spend with them, the more time you're able to love them, the more you're able to grow and gain an understanding. Listen, time is a factor in this walk of life. 
It plays a big factor in, in things getting better when the seasons are rough. I quote, it says time is God's way of keeping everything from happening all at once. In the hour right now, we're here in service. In this hour right here, God is able to minister, but we don't know what, what is in the next hour. God set things in order in time for a reason. There are seasons of life. There is a summer. There is a winter. There is a spring. These are seasons of life. God didn't put them all in one where it's hot, cold, summer, winter, unless you stay in Texas, right? <laughs> Amen. But listen, God didn't put them all together at one period. He made these seasons of life for a reason so we would understand that, hey, after the storm of life, there is light after that. Things get better. Our text, as I, as I move to the next point, the birth, our text point to the ideal of time. Listen, Jesus thought out about speaking the hour as he was saying the woman's hour. And, but follows, he used this term soon. Soon we understand, hey, if I tell you, hey, I'm coming over there soon, it gives you an ideal of time. It gives you an understanding that, hey, he's coming in a period that is not long, soon. Jesus said, soon after. We know there are a 40-week period time frame on the birth of a baby. After the 40 weeks, you have the birth. In our text, a woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour, hour has come. But as soon as she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish. I know we see women walking around today with signs where they want to, you know, kill the baby and all of these different things that are being uh, on the news today. But during biblical times, babies were something that were very special to women. It was a very high value to be able to, to have a child. This was not something that was considered lightly. You know, when you were bearing, this was looked at as something like a curse when a woman couldn't have a child. Uh, if, you, if you know the story of Hannah, Hannah was a woman who, who was not able to have children in the beginning of her life. She was a woman who struggled. She was a woman who was going through things. And, and somewhere she began to say, you know what, I'm not going to take this any longer. And she got before God in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It reads, so Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking and shouted. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and in anguish. And she wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. 
Listen, for Hannah, her life was in a place of struggle, of hardship, of much pain. But here it is. Uh, she gets before God and she begins to pray. She begins to ask God to move on her behalf. And here it is. To give birth would bring Hannah to a place of rejoicing. To be able to hold that child for the first time. But before she could, she had to experience the hour of sorrow. Could you imagine? Her being barren all those years, watching all these other mothers living their life with their children. She's there. She's looking at all that is going on. But then one day she now is sitting there and she is holding her own child. Could you imagine the joy in which this woman was able to express as she is sitting there in this time of life after the birth? After the sorrow comes the birth, there is no longer thoughts about how much pain I had to go through because of the joy you now feel. If you would ask any loving mother who has went through labor to if, if they had to go through it to bring that child back again, I, I'm willing to bet you that they would say I will gladly go through labor all over again to give birth to my child again. Because this love inside of them, this joy in which they receive once this child is on the earth. I know sometimes our children make us want to pull out our hair. I know sometimes we want to just lock ourselves inside of a room and, and let them just go off and play to themselves. But when you look at them, there is such a joy to be able to look at these young children as they're growing up and the life in which they're going to possess down the line. I do believe Jesus used this mother illustration for a reason. A mother gives great understanding of the life of Christ. Think about this. Hannah, she could not have children. You think about all the different situations around the world where mothers are not able to be there for their children. I do want to say this. I know this something that grieves hearts. Where a mother may have lost her children. Where a mother may be in a position, a situation that has happened. That they're not able to have their children around. I understand. But I want to encourage you in this place. Hannah was able to find strength inside of prayer. Listen. It is essential in order to make it to the place of peace, to be able to make it to the place of strength in all that you've gone through, all that you're going through with your child. God wants you to talk to him about it. You have to get before him and let him begin to deposit something into your spirit. Because if not, you begin to fall apart. So I want to let you know God loves and cares about you, but he's listening for your voice to begin to speak to him about what you have going on. As we can see in our text, Jesus is the one who is giving this account. This means he is fully aware of what may be going, what the what you may be going through, those around him. He is the one that is speaking about the mother. He is the one that is making this illustration. So he speaks sorrow is going to come. He knows. Back to the point that I was originally making. Jesus uses this mother illustration. This mother is a gift. 
Amen. If you if you, if you, you know your mom, your mom is a gift. This child is a gift. Where not everyone has been blessed with this wonderful gift. But God has given this great opportunity to Hannah. I remind you, Jesus is talking to the followers, the believers. This is what I really want you to get this morning. If you don't get anything else, Jesus is talking to the, to the believers. Not everyone has the gift. The gift in which I'm speaking of is the gift of salvation. As I said, this is a gift. He is talking to the believers where we he's paralleling this with a mother. Not everyone can be the mother. Not everyone has this gift. Think about it. If you know the life of Jesus, you are aware he went through the regions preaching and doing miracles. But not everyone choose chose to accept him. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 58. When Jesus went back to his hometown, it said, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Jesus was moving around and he was carrying this gift uh, saying, hey, you can get saved. Your life can be changed, but not many miracles was done. Why? Because of their unbelief. Not everyone has the gift. A sad reality is. Not everyone will rejoice in the birth. The birth I speak of is Jesus. Not everyone is, is, is excited about the birth when we talk about Jesus Christ. Many of us, if we're honest, we lived our lives with so much pain before coming to Jesus. But in salvation, this birth has changed everything. Life itself will never be the same because of the joy we now have. We face life in a totally different way than we once did. I remember my life before I knew before I knew about the birth of Jesus. Before I came to this understanding, it was a time of just drinking, a time of smoking, trying to find value in all these things, but never being satisfied. I was in the military on the first and on the 15th. I would have this check coming in. I would go out and buy all these nice things. And yet and still, I was still incomplete on the inside. I realized that materialistic things, they don't give you the value like, you, like we think they will. And then one day, I remember receiving a phone call. And on the other line was my brother and he told me the news that my mother had passed away. It's like my life shook. At a moment of time, everything stopped right there. Listen. If your mom is still alive in this place, listen, you take care of your mother. You love her. You let her know how much she, she means to you because we never know how much time they're going to be here with us. You must love them. God said to honor your parents. I received this call and everything around me was shaking. All I could do was get drunk to try and ease the pain. But after I sober up, all the pain was back. I then made it to a place of being homeless. I'm walking down the street and, and my life has, has really no value to myself. And this is what happened. A woman, she comes out and she presents me with this gift. The gift of Jesus Christ. The birth. 
She told me that Jesus, he came to this earth, uh, that he died for me, that he, that he lived a life that no one else could live. And we're doing that. He has given a gift of salvation that I don't have to live a life the way I'm living, that there is hope. There is hope, beloved, if I will accept the gift. Oh, the birth of Jesus Christ, it changed everything for me. God allowed me this opportunity to hear the gospel, and I accept it. Listen, the thing is, not everyone will receive it. But if you're in this place, God is presenting you with a wonderful opportunity. God gives us this opportunity to know him as our personal Lord, as our God. For the believer, the most wonderful thing, Jesus said, I am coming to see you again as I prepare to close. In our text, it says, therefore, in verse 22, therefore, you now have sorrow. Many of us in this place, if we're honest, we, we've gone through the hardships, the trials. We are facing some tough times. But he said, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice. And your joy, no one will take from you. When you think about this, that one day, all these sorrows, all these pains, everything in which we're facing shall be wiped away. Because we'll be able to see Jesus face to face. All the pain that is in our body shall be no more. We be able to stand in the presence of God Almighty, be able to worship him. Oh, I'm looking forward to that day, beloved. He said, oh, your, 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 your sorrows be taken away and no one will be able to take your joy away. He will be with you forever. Amen. There is a joy in knowing that Jesus is coming back for those who have accepted him. God had you in a, in a place where there is something he wants to birth in your life. As a mother birthed a little baby. And she is able to take this child and hold this child close to her in great joy. God is trying to birth something in your life. And that thing, when you allow him to birth it, it's going to bring you great joy. It's going to bring you to a place where you're able to say, I got the joy and no one in this world can take it away. The gift that, that God wants to give to you is not only for you. But it will begin to affect even those around you, your family members, your friends, those in which you may encounter your, your workers. It will begin to affect other people around you. If you begin to press through the suffering, the pain, and let God show you his plan in the midst of the labor. Amen. If I can get every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Listen, we serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that is just and he cares about you. I don't know where you are in your life. But the thing I can tell you is Jesus does. Jesus cares about you and the thing is, he is reaching out to each and every one of us. He wants us to begin to surrender our hearts Begin to surrender our wills unto him. If you're in this place this morning. And you will be honest and say, you know what? I don't know Jesus. 
I haven't accepted him as my Lord and my Savior. And if that is you in this place this morning, I want to I want to begin to extend an invitation to you, letting you know that God loves you. That he has a plan for your life. That if you will confess your sins, that if you will accept him as your Lord and your Savior, that he is more than willing to change your life around. Because the reality is we, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. And if right now you would be honest and say, you know what? I haven't surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. I haven't accepted him into my heart. And if that is you in this place this morning, I want to lead you into a prayer. I want to pray for you. I want to believe God for, for your salvation. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but you shall have everlasting life. God wants to give you the gift of salvation. But the question is, are you willing to receive it? If you're in this place and you say, you know what? I lived my life for myself long enough. I've, I went through enough hurts and pains. I've, I've suffered long enough. I want this gift in which you're speaking about. If that is you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that is you in this place, by the showing of uplifted hand throughout this place, I want to pray for you. Just lift your hand right back up and put it right back down. Amen. 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 If you're in this place and maybe you once had a relationship